Episode 62, Church History, Part 21. In the 7th century, England is being transformed by Christianity, and the King Oswego decides to follow Rome in their teachings and operations. Roman practices became the norm, as the Celtics and other Germanic tribes followed the Roman Catholic Christian Church. The Roman Catholic Christian Church evangelized and transformed Europe with their religion. The Franks, the most powerful of all the barbarians, were decreasing in their power and reign. We learned in Podcast 51 about Clovis, a pagan king of the Franks who began the Merovingian dynasty, named after his grandfather. And by the 8th century, the Merovingian dynasty of the Franks would be replaced by the Carolingian dynasty. The Arabs would invade Spain and try to advance into Western Europe. But Charles Martel of the Carolingian dynasty would stop the Muslims from taking over Western Europe. History.com states, At the Battle of Tours near Poitiers, France, Frankish leader Charles Martel, a Christian, defeats a large army of Spanish Moors, halting the Muslim advance into Western Europe. Charles was the illegitimate son of Pippin, the powerful mayor of the palace of Ostrasa and effective ruler of the Frankish kingdom. After Pippin died in 714 AD, with no surviving legitimate sons, Charles beat out Pippin's three grandsons in a power struggle and became the mayor of the Franks. He expanded the Frankish territory under his control and in 732 AD, he repulsed an onslaught by the Muslims. Victory at Tours ensured the ruling dynasty of Martel's family, the Carolingians. His son, Pepin, became the first Carolingian king of the Franks, and his grandson, Charlemagne, carved out a vast empire that stretched across Europe. Charles became known as the hammer for stopping the Arabs from advancing. Christopher M. Belletto, professor of history at King University, states, and he had this name, the hammer, because kind of like Stonewall Jackson, he could stop anybody that other people couldn't stop. And Charles Martel's greatest exercise of his hammer capability came in the year of 732 at the Battle of Poitiers or Tours. It takes place on a field in between the two, and each of them tries to claim the city for tourism dollars. But the Muslims are taking over what is today Saudi Arabia in the modern boundaries, taking over what had been the eastern, the area of the Holy Land, the southern, which is North Africa, and the western, the Iberian Peninsula, consisted of Spain and Portugal, portions of the Roman Empire. Now they're going into Europe and nobody can stop them. And Charles Mortel brings a group of people together. He's allowed to stop them like a hammer and the Arabs fall back. Kingdompreppers.org states, Charles Mortel was a Christian and he looked favorably upon the church, which he endowed and supported. He even encouraged Anglo-Saxon missionary efforts to the north in the hopes of converting yet more barbarians to the Catholic faith, in this case, Germans in Thuringia. On the other hand, he viewed himself as the head of the Frankish church, which was a direct challenge to the authority of the Bishop of Rome, the Pope, 
but he controlled lands that supported warriors and soldiers who were the church's main line of defense. So who was going to argue with Charles Martel? Though he was not a king in name, he still held the office of mayor of the palace. Charles Martel ruled like his father Pippin II autocratically, but he too divided his lands between his sons, Carloman and Pippin III. Charles Martel used his power to dispose bishops and funnel ecclesiastical revenue to himself, which he used to finance his own enterprises. So large a figure was he that the Carolingian dynasty is named for him, not the more famous Charles or Charlemagne, who would later succeed him. Unlike other mayors in the palace, Charles Martel also used his authority to leave the throne of the Merovingian king vacant, which paved the way for the Carolingians to assume totalitarian supremacy over Frankish territories. The Carolingian dynasty would change the face of Europe in early medieval Christianity. Boniface was commissioned by Pope Gregory to evangelize the Germans. Boniface was on the Anglo-Saxon mission to Germany, organizing foundations in the church. He chose to align himself with Charles Martel, the hammer, and was under his protection. Boniface was made an archbishop over what is now called Germany. Boniface again set out for the German lands and continued his mission but also used his authority to work on the relations between the papacy and the Frankish church. After Boniface's third trip to Rome, Charles Martel established four dioceses in Bavaria and gave them to Boniface as archbishop and metropolitan over all Germany east of the Rhine. Charles Martel never took the title as king but his youngest son would take his title. His name was Pippin III, or Pippin the Short, and he became the first king of the Carolingian dynasty in 751 AD. Boniface had such a great relationship with his father, he anointed Pippin the Short and crowned him as the new king, declaring it as an act from the Almighty. Pippin the Short added to his power after the next pope, Stephen II traveled to Paris and anointed him a second time in a lavish ceremony in 754 AD. Pope Stephen also anointed Pippin's sons, Charles, also known as Charlemagne and Carloman. Historians believed that Charles and his son Pippin intentionally aligned themselves with the Roman Catholic Christian Church to have the right appeal and appearance to the world. They didn't want to appear as aristocrats, but look as regular, ordinary people. KingdomPreppers.com states, While Pepin wore ecclesiastical vestments, Pope Stephen blessed his sword, his scepter, his ring, and crown, and he was anointed with the same oil used in the consecration of bishops. Pepin, however, felt himself above the Pope and the priest. During the anointing, Pope Stephen declared Pepin and his sons to be patricians of Rome. Their responsibility as royals is to protect Rome from its main enemy, the Lombards. 
In return, Pippin openly declared that lands stretching from Rome to Ravenna was the rightful property of the papacy. These lands actually belonged to the Eastern Roman Emperor in Constantinople, but it was argued that he had failed to properly defend them, and so his ownership had been forfeited. In 755 AD, Pippin sent his army to restore the Roman territories that were taken, so they crossed the massive and defeated the Lombard army. The Lombard promised under oath to return the Ravenna and other cities to the Pope. The peace treaty was signed by the Romans, the Franks, and the Lombards. The final agreement specified the territories belonged to the Roman Empire, but Pepin declared the territories belonged to the Pope. Pepin believed the land was given to Peter to have his sins pardoned. What? In 756 AD, the popes were granted independent rule of Rome by King Pippin the Short of the Franks. In the donation of Pippin, birth of the papal states, now we see the Roman Empire officially becoming the Roman Catholic Christian Church. Kingdompreppers.org states, The Byzantine envoys withdrew and Constantine had to live with the decision. East and West were further divided as a result, but the alliance between the Franks and the Roman papacy was forged and the papal states had officially come into existence as a legal entity. After Pippin, the short died in 768 AD. His son Charles, or Charlemagne, became king of the Franks in 768. And then he became the king of the Lombards in 774. After he feathered, alienated them, and literally absorbed their kingdom. Hadrian minted coins in his name and dated official documents based on the date of his papal ascension. This marked a clear separation from the Eastern Empire. Rome was now independent of Byzantine, thanks to the Franks. Britannica.com states, the relationship between Charlemagne and Adrian was characterized by amical rivalry. Charlemagne used the church to hold his empire together and to enforce overlordship on the papal states. Charlemagne also fought the Saxons, leaving many of them dead and also baptized many of them into Christianity. He fought the Avars, the Northeast Slavs, and the Southeast Slavs. From all these military campaigns, he converted many to Christianity, killed thousands upon thousands of people, and massed a huge fortune of money and land. He established new economic standards based upon the pound of silver, a unit of money and weight. Johannes Fried, German historian, states, The huge extent of this property portfolio, which steadily increased over the decades, together with the land seized through conflict against the Saxons, the Lombards, and the Avars, may well have made the king magnanimous and open-handed. War turned out to be a profitable enterprise for those who took part. Charlemagne rewarded his followers, secular magnates, dioceses, and monasteries with generous donations of land. He also never neglected to bestow new territory on the Roman papacy. These institutions all received a share of the booty. 
Charlemagne doubled the Roman Empire in size. Archbishops became metropolitan bishops. Eight new dioceses were established and canonical clergies were formed. Charlemagne even named the bishops and secular power and papacy worked as one or jointly. Also, the cathedral became the church of the bishop. The word cathedral comes from a Latin word meaning seat. The seat referred to is the seat of the bishop, who is the leader of the group of churches related to the cathedral. The bishop's seat is both a metaphor for the cathedral as the bishop's seat of power and his actual chair, the cathedra, inside the cathedral. The 8th century is when the Roman Empire and the Roman Catholic Christian Church became more one. Charlemagne the king is naming the bishops. His father Pippin gives lands conquered to the papacy. We see the partnership where the church needed the kings of the Franks or the Carolingians to regain territory from the Lombards and to capture other lands that they wanted. They also were able to stop the invasion of the Muslims into the western part of Europe. And the kings needed the church to have the right appeal to convince the masses that they were regular people who followed Christianity. This was important in establishing their leadership. Both parties, the kings of the Franks and the Roman Christian Catholic Church, working together to form a perfect union to ascertain wealth, land, power, and control over the masses. Again, there is no mention of the Torah, the Old Testament prophets, the teachings of Yeshua, just wars, war after war, to obtain riches untold and land not theirs, in which they would turn around and tax the people to pay for the wars and for their governments. Look around, the same people, Japheth, Esau, are doing the same today. The masses are being deceived through religion and political parties as they continue to gain riches untold and land not theirs through taxation and pagan worship. Matthew 21, 13. Yeshua said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer. But ye have made it a den of thieves. Revelation 13, 2. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthwars.com or comment here. We don't claim to know everything. We just seek the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that knows everything. Let truth roar. Let truth reign. Let truth speak. And let truth set you and your entire family free. Truth roars. Truth reigns. Truth speaks. Truth sets me free. Please see my podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com.